0: Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
1: Powerful
2: man of God, a mother of two. She does a lot of work in the church, but she's very quiet sometimes said in she, that's a lot, and she loves God. She's known the Lord for many years. When you speak to her, you can hear the depth of wisdom that she has, and she's very, very anointed, and I don't want to be in trouble, so I have to add that she's also married to a very powerful man of God. Amen! She has a beautiful family, beautiful children, great husband, and she herself, she knows the Lord, and she's very anointed, and so... Not saying much. Or I not, I don't have a lot of words to say about her, but with a clap of friends, I want us to welcome Lady Pastor Shelly Cry! <laughs> mercy on the clay. Mercy,
0: yes. mercy, mercy on the clay. <laughs> is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness and your mercies. I thank you for the gift of life. I come before you, Lord Jesus. I empty myself. I pray that you fill me and use me to your glory. Anoint the slips of clay. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Let your word go forth powerfully to accomplish what you sent it forth to do. Let it never go and come back void. Let it prosper in the thing for which you sent it. And at the end of the day, let us all be doers of your word so that we'll be blessed. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So... um. It's good to have a good father, and it's good that today we are honoring the father in um, Lighthouse Worldwide. But we also thank God for our father, Reverend Osei. If it weren't for him, if it weren't for the bishop's obedience and it weren't for Reverend Osei's obedience, I wouldn't be standing here. So I thank God for making me, for him asking me to do this on this day. And um, I'm, I'm grateful. It's a privilege. It's, it's a privilege, and I'm so grateful. I also thank God for Lady Pastor Elaine, who called me. In, I was on my way to go and party, and <laughs> she told me that this is it. I said, oh, no problem. Jesus is Lord. I will preach like a, a, what, a dog chasing a rabbit, <laughs> like Bishop um, Saki says. Anyway, we thank God. You are sleeping they come and wake you up and ask you questions so even when you're sleeping you're still working and um the qualification you have to have a degree in um, medicine a degree in finance and culinary arts it's amazing it's amazing we wear several hats now we stay up all night sometimes you have to stay up with them so that they're able to do their homework so that they don't sleep so you have to also stay with them and when it comes to um vacations i mean Instead of going on a vacation, your your workload has rather increased, you know. It's Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, New Year, whatever it is. You're cooking the whole house up. And the salary, there's absolutely nothing that you'll be paid, you know. So moms are just awesome. Director of operations, it's great. (laughs) Amen. Now, you'll agree with me that, I mean, moms are hardworking. They're fruitful servants. To their families they are not lazy they are not slothful so what are the things that prevent us from um, extending this work ethic into the house of god shall we please turn our bibles to ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. and i'm preaching on overcoming obstacles to our fruitfulness. it was first preached by lady reverend adelaide heward mills so I'll just, since this is a sermonette, I'll just pick out the salient points and we'll call it a day. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. We are created, no, just ten, please. We are, we, are, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, unto good works, unto good works. Now, every Christian is expected to be fruitful. When it comes to fruitfulness, you don't say that many are called, and, but few are chosen. Many may be called for the interview, and a few of them will do what is required and be chosen. Many are called to be fruitful. Many are called to affect the lives of people. Many are called to preach. Many are called to share the gospel in the little corner where you are. Share the word of God, share your testimony with your colleague. But a few of us, only a few answer yes to this call. Only a few of us um, survive the long haul and say yes. But as for the call to fruitfulness, we are all called because we are all His workmanship and we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God ordained before that we should walk in them. So it's a must. It's almost like when you're born again, that is what, I mean, it's a command. Otherwise then, after you're born again, God should just, I mean, call you to heaven. But there's work to do. Amen. Let's read um, John 15, verse 16, please. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He may give it you. So another reason why we should be fruitful is so that we would get answers to our prayers. You know, so that we would um, ask, we would receive whatever we ask because we are being fruitful. It's. It's just, I mean, what the Word of God says. The Bible says that God has exalted His Word even above His name, and He watches over His Word to perform it. So it's a matter of being fruitful, honoring your part, and asking Him to also honor His part by giving you whatever you, you ask for. Now, the Bible says that we should seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all its righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. But it looks like we reverse the order. We actually um, seek other things first we want to sort out one or two things and see how things go and then later on we um, try to seek the kingdom of god but the first thing proton that we should seek first the kingdom of god and its righteousness now we should remember that many are called and he chose us and uh, ordained us to be fruitful so what are these obstacles to our fruitfulness? what prevents us from being fruitful in the physical realm, if you are not being fruitful, if you are married and you are not um, reproducing, there may be a, a problem, a gynecological problem. It could be blocked tubes, it could be low sperm count, whatever it is. is a physical thing, is a, a sickness. In the same way, in the spiritual realm, when you are not being fruitful, there's something wrong, there's a sickness. And um, it's either you are lazy, it's either the cares of this world uh, you know occupying your time or you're just distracted in this life so we'll just look at these three um, obstacles um, that prevent us from becoming fruitful and would overcome them in the name of jesus amen now when we talk about um, being born again normally we have a zeal we have um, that desire to step out and tell others about christ But with time, if you do not work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, you realize that that zeal is going down and um, laziness sets in. We are very um, fortunate to belong to a church where if you are in a ministry, Saturday after Saturday, you are asked to go out and and reach out to the lost. But some of us find a way of exempting ourselves. Some of us um, come up with so many excuses why. We can't go on Saturday because Saturday is the only day that I can wake up at noon. Saturday is the day I do my hair, my nails. You know, Saturday, as for my Saturday, I cook for the week. So this outreach ain't happening. But, you know, it's, it's all laziness. Or sometimes you're, the lifestyle that you lead, you, you don't want um, to be seen in some light. Or maybe when you are talking to somebody, the, the person will look at you some way. I remember when we were at St. Jude. We had this outreach on a Saturday, and I, I gave out a tract to this Hispanic guy. He was with his father. I think his dad doesn't speak English. So when I gave him the tract and I started talking to him, his dad took out a dollar bill wanting to give me money. And I said to him, I think pride was sitting, I said, "Aquepa." you know. <laughs> so then um, sometimes such things, you know, the way the person will look at you or respond to you, you think that... Why do you think I'm, I'm needy? Or No, that's not it. You're just called out to be fruitful. You're just called out to go out and, and preach the word of God. Amen. So overcoming laziness, overcoming that um, obstacle of, you know, I have things to do on Saturday, anything that prevents you from joining your ministry or even um, reaching out by yourself to your colleagues, you need to overcome it because it is an obstacle to your fruitfulness. Amen. Now, the servant with um, one talent, you realize that Jesus said that he was wicked and, and slothful because he hid the talent. He didn't use it. So then we need to learn from that and not hide our talents within us, but use it to the glory of God. Use it to be fruitful. Amen. Now, being fruitful doesn't come, it doesn't just come. It's not by default. It's a conscious decision that you need to make, that you, you would get up and do what is required of you. So may the Lord help us to overcome any form of laziness, anything, any pride, anything that will prevent us from being fruitful. Amen. Now, the second one is the cares of this world. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 19, please. The cares of this world. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of Other things, entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. So sometimes the cares of this world chokes the word of God, the things of God in us so that we cannot become fruitful. Now what are the cares of this world? The bills that we have to pay, um, the care for our children, the care for our husbands, the whole director of operations, you know, that is what... um, we follow after instead of you know getting involved in um, what we need to do to make us um, fruitful. Now, if you have a high maintenance um, husband who requires fresh food, he doesn't like microwave food or frozen food, then you have to be constantly, you know, preparing it, you know, for him so that he will be happy. And so that prevents you from coming out on, let's say, Tuesday night or going out on uh, for your AOFM. Someone told me that as for Thursdays, when I come and I park my car, I can't move it. So AOFM, it ain't happening. But, you know, it's all the cares of this world. We need to pay our, our bills, yes. We need to care for our families. But it shouldn't replace or it shouldn't substitute the things of God. We shouldn't let it choke the word of God in our lives. Amen. Amen. So, um what would we do? We should look inward. Normally, we look inward, and it's about me, myself, my family, and I, and everything about me. But when we start to look outward, you know, Ephesians 6, 8 talks about something that what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. So we need to um, serve and reach out. Ephesians 6, 8, please. We need to reach out to others also, and that is what will bring performance. So and knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. So whatever you do for others, God will let it also happen for you. You may have a stubborn child, you may have a way husband who um, you've been praying for, you've been interceding for, but if you take a minute to rather follow up this this sheep, this stubborn sheep that Rev has asked you to, call and and make him make him or her come to church if you start focusing on doing that you realize that whatever thing that you ask god will make it happen for you you would even forget about the stubborn child that you have and once you're focusing on and doing going all out and you know establishing the soul in the faith you realize that your your um your prayers are being answered, Amen. So we should stop looking inward and start to look outward, Amen. We should start to reach out to others. Now, the third obstacle is the distractions of this life. You know, the distractions of this life. Um, first um, Corinthians fifteen and fifty-eight. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Please. 58, please. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, as women, many things move us. Our emotions move us. um, Circumstances move us. Happenstances move us. Difficult things. Even good things move us. So many things move us, but there's one thing that we should bear in mind, that we should always abound in the work of the Lord because that is what would not be in vain. All other things would be in vain, but the work that we do in the Lord will not be in vain. We should abound means that we should grow in it, we should flourish in it, we should thrive in the work of God. Amen. Knowing that our labor, not our labor in the hospital ward, not our labor at Macy's, not our labor as director of operations in in, in the family, unless you lead your children to Christ, then that labor will not be in vain. So it's only the labor that you do in the house of God, the labor that you do following up sheep, the labor that you do reaching out to lost souls, that is what would count at the end of the day. That is what, anything that you, can be carried on to eternity, that is what would stand at the end of the day. So let's decide to be fruitful, let's decide to overcome those things, the laziness, the pride, the things that, you know, Act as blockades to our being fruitful. Let's overcome the cares of this world and the distractions of life. And let's make that decision because it's not by default. Let's extend that responsibility of the director of operations into God's house because the, the fields are white. Let's be steadfast. Let's be unmovable. Let's always abound knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, fruitfulness is what will make God or what will give Uh, may god answer our prayers fruitfulness is what would cause us to receive whatever we asked in the name of jesus amen
2: please another powerful woman of god who is going to minister to us this woman is somebody that i really admire very greatly she's married to a very powerful man she has a beautiful family she loves the lord and she's always willing to do anything that you ask her to do in God's house. So I just want us to give a clap of friend to Mrs. Rachel Kwasi as she comes to share something with us.
1: Amen. Hello. I said even to do moderation, it's not easy for me. And to be standing here to share a word with you, such precious people, it's such a great privilege for me. Yesterday when LPLN called me, I'm telling you, right away I started having fever, really. And my husband was not around, I called him. I said, you know, I'm getting sick. And he said, oh, really? I said, they asked me to share a word with you this morning and when he came he told me you know what go in the bedroom pray about it and you will be fine amen i want to say thank you to our father reverend Jose who choose me somebody like me with a broken english i'm telling you and he gave me that opportunity to be standing In front of precious people like you, I really appreciate him. He's such a good father who gives to each one of us an opportunity to serve in the house of the Lord. I bless the Lord for his life. And also, I want to say thank you to Lady Pastor Anita. I mean, she's dear to me. Always there, I mean... She's the one training me. She's the one training me to tell you the truth. And I really appreciate her. And also thank you to my husband. I mean, he really supports me being there. And thank you for being here this morning. Amen, amen. Mm. I want to share with you about matters. Um, I don't have that much experience. My oldest daughter, she's just nine years old. But from my small experience, I know that it's a hard, hard job. So I want to share with you, mother, be strong in the law. Mothers, be strong in the law. And when I'm talking about mothers, it's not only, I mean, women with biological children or not. If you decide, you can be a mother. God is so wonderful. He simply blessed us with such a heart that we are ready to love somebody, ready to help somebody. And especially in this great house, you are even sheep mothers. Is that not wonderful? Yes. You don't need to be just a biological mother. Amen. So let us read quickly in Genesis 24 verse 18. Okay, can we go back to verse 15, please. And it came to pass before he had done speaking, That behold, Rebecca came out with who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. The next verse, please. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin; neither had any man know her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. Please, next verse. And the servant ran to meet her, and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. Verse 18. And she said, Drink, my law. And she hasted, and let down her pitcher upon her hand, and gave him drink. Verse 19 as well. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camel also, until they have done drinking. And we meet Rebecca in the first, in the first biblical narrative where we meet Rebecca. It's when she decided to fetch water for Eliezer and his camel. I mean, it's, this is really incredible. I don't know if you get a chance to see a camel or if you know really what a camel is. By the grace of God, where I come from, I saw, I mean, from far Camels two or three times. Maria Alice can testify. I'm telling you, they can drink. One camel can drink up to 30 gallons of water every 30 gallons of water, like in 13 minutes. That, I mean, they are big drinkers. Not only that she decide to fetch water for Eliezer, but also to fetch water for his camel. And the camels are 10, I'm telling you. Just drawing and pouring water. Sometimes, as a mom, it can be really exhausting. It's something that you have to do over and over. Going to fetch the water, coming and pouring it. Fetching the water, coming and pouring it. I mean, day after day, some kind of routine, like it will never cease. And you have to do it gladly. Like taking care of your sheep. Sometimes you call the same person. The next day, you call, and the person is telling you the same sto- story. You say, but we pray about it, right? And she said, oh, yes, but okay, let me pray for you again. And that the same story going on, going on. Oh, you know, uh, Sister Rachel, I'm sick, and uh, it's quite serious. I said, yes, I pray about it, right? Okay, let's pray again. And tomorrow again, you pray. And sometimes you tend to be exhausted, just like having biological children. I'm telling you, the same cooking, I'm telling you, it never ends. (laughs) It never ends. The same cleaning. That small apartment, you clean it over and over. And you have to do it. You have to do it. And sometimes as mom, when we go through the daily motion, we don't know what to do. But the good news is that The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I pray that today somebody will be renewed by the Holy Spirit to simply go through the daily motion. It's not easy. It's some kind of routine, but it's necessary. And what is wonderful, women are strong. I'm telling you, don't be deceived by their frailties. You, You look at them, I'm telling you. Physically, women are strong. Just like that small tea bag, you look at it. Really, can I put it in that hot water? Go ahead, put it, and the best will come out of it. And women are simply like that. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Amen. Um, let's read in Genesis twenty-four eighteen again, please. Rebecca, we can see from the biblical narrative that she was strong, and I believe that. She, maybe she was a teenager, but a strong lady, a strong lady. Not only that she was physically strong, she was also intellectually strong and sharp-minded. She takes initiative. Let's read quickly in Genesis 24, 18. And she said, drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink, 19 please. And when she had done giving him drinks, she said, I will draw water for thy camel also until they have done drinking. Right away, sharp-minded, she said, if the guy is tired and he's traveling with 10 camels, I'm sure the camels also are tired and also maybe thirsty. You know, as a mom, you need to be ahead of your children. I'm telling you, with all these technologies, don't let them... I mean, have their way, let us learn. I'm telling you, let us learn how to use these media, read books and stuff. It's true, sometimes, especially for those of us who stay at home, if you are not careful, I'm telling you. You get. You need to be to update yourself on a daily basis, being sharp. Hmm? Reading books, try to be great intellectually. It's really important. And also, when you are, when you are a sheep mother, a, a, a shepherd, you need to be ahead of your sheep. You need to read more than them. You need to be ahead at all levels, intellectual, intellectually more sharper than them, hmm? to understand, to assess. I see this is what my sheep need. I see this is what my child needs. Hmm? I, I do remember something funny. When we moved here, Our oldest daughter, she was not speaking English at all. Even to say hello, no, she couldn't say it. And now, when you are helping her out with her homework, she will tell you, it's better to let me do it by myself. When you say, why? With your accent, you are confusing me. But still, (laughs) I help her out. (laughs) Amen. let's, as a woman, no matter the challenges, we go through the routine. Please, let's try reading to start, let's try staying intellectually sharp, taking initiative. It's really important. As a mom, when you don't take initiative, I'm telling you, nothing gets done in the house. Nothing will happen. Amen. Let's um, read now quickly um, in Genesis 25, 22. As a mom, we need also great emotional strength and courage. I mean, it's not easy. Sometimes you feel like sitting there and just cry, I'm telling you. Sometimes you are exhausted, drained out, and you don't know what to do. And the children... Please let's go back to Philippians 2:13 please. Philippians 2:13 For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I pray that the Lord will give us the strength. I mean to take initiative to be sharp. He will give us the will to do our best, to take care of our sheep, to take care of our biological children. Amen. And we see in again Genesis 25, 22 to 23. Wow. Let's go to Genesis 25, I will say um, 20. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to, to wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Padamaram, the sister to Laban the Syrian. Verse 21. And Isaac entreated the law for his wife because she was barren and the law was and treated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. I'm not finding my right verse, but let's go. Rebekah was emotionally strong. When they asked her, do you want to follow Eliezer, somebody that you didn't know a couple of days ago, she said, yes, I want to follow him. I want to get married to the son of his master. This requires great emotional strength. I mean, you are living in a town that you know, and suddenly, they tell you, okay, let's go somewhere, and you will get married to somebody that you don't know. And sometimes, as mom, this is our life. You get to follow. But by the grace of law, with great emotional strength, we can make it. Sometimes, the guy can simply show up from work. You know, darling? I realized that New York area is quite expensive. We are moving maybe in a couple of months to Philadelphia. But the church is in New York. I mean, and all my friends, and, you know, even the children's school. But I'm telling you, life is about moving. Life is simply about moving, and let us embrace it. Because sometimes as mom, we tend to be too phlegmatic. Nothing can get to move us. I am used to this city. I am used to the Bronx. I know where to do my shopping. My grocery is around the corner. No, please let us move sometimes and simply follow as the Lord directs us by having great emotional strength. One Corinthians thirteen sixteen, please. One Corinthians thirteen sixteen. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. Thirteen sixteen. We can see that Rebecca also was having spiritual fortitude. She knows the future of her children. Most of the time, we need to know the future of our children. When we look at them, I'm telling you, sometimes God puts something in your heart. When you look at your little baby, you know that this child will grow up to be a mighty man of God. I mean, it's simply coming to you. You can't explain it. And sometimes we need to learn as mom to inquire of the Lord. Father, my father, tell me what are your plans for my child? You need sometimes to simply fast. I mean, not asking nothing. Lord, today I want to know how do you want me to guide that child? How do you want me to instruct that child? Because that God has a plan for that child. And you cannot just be there. I mean, simply feeding him or feeding her, and that's it. It shouldn't be like that. They are precious, and we need to pray for our children. We need to inquire of God. Father, tell me something. Tell me something. Why did you bless me with that child? What is going on? When she was expecting her twins, she was so much in pain, and she inquired of the Lord, and the Lord told her, there are two nations in you. And she knows everything about her kids. It's amazing, even though she didn't tell no one, she knew what the future was holding for her twins. Amen. Do we have one Corinthians 1316 now? Okay. Unfortunately, as almost every mom, there is so much paradox in our life. This is our woman part. Mm? Uh, let's read now in Genesis 27, 28. The great paradox with mothers, we tend to play the favorite game. It's, it's really sad because it creates so much hurt in the family, especially when they are babies, they, they will notice it. But when they are growing up, I mean, it creates so much hurts and pain in our family. And has Christian mothers. God has a plan for all our children, even if you can't see today that child may seem useless. I'm telling you, you look at him. Oh, as for you, there is no hope. Who told you so? God has a plan for each of them, even though God told her that Jacob was the one who will inherit. I'm sure God was having a plan. For And she did not need to interfere with that plan for it to come to pass. Amen. And sometimes, as mom, we are manipulative. We control. We tend to control. We cry. You know, my son, I'm telling you, if you marry this girl, I'm dying. I'm telling you, you will kill me. You won't die. It's not true. You just pray, and God is in control. Nothing will happen. Just trust the Lord for your kids. As far as you pray for them, God is in charge, and he's controlling everything. And it's not necessary to overprotect them. We are going to the queen branch. Oh, I don't know the queen branch. I don't know those who are going to take care of my kids. Maybe I will stay home. I, I, I don't really know. We protect them from everything. We are in charge of everything. We control everything. I just want to say that Rebecca was so much in control of her family. And sometimes as mom, we tend to control everything. When you are too much in control, you become out of control in the hand of God. And we need to be careful about that. Simply trusting him with our kids, with our families. It's true, sometimes our husband, they can be blind, just like Isaac. Isaac was physically blind, but our, our husband, being away from house, working long hours, sometimes there are things that they don't see, but we can still inform them. Husband, let me tell you, that son of mine, he's going to be a bishop. I just want to tell you, the Lord has put it in my spirit. Okay? So bless him as well. And he will have a word for all your children. Amen. It takes only a strong mom to wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord bless you. (laughs)
2: Hey, we have powerful preachers in the house. <laughs> I can tell Reverend to take the sick days that the past uh, the doctors recommended because his back is covered. Crowd. <laughs> wow! We thank God for such a powerful message. Let's give a clap of finance unto the Lord. Praise and worship, team. We are blessed. We have many gifts in the house. And we have been blessed today by Mrs. Rachel Kwasi and Mrs. Shelley O'Tincran. We thank the Lord. Amen. Please, the messages will be posted. They're going to post the message on the WhatsApp page. I mean, on the Manhattan page. So please, these are two messages that you have to listen to over and over again.